This is a prepaid collect payphone call. If you would like to accept this call, please press 1 now. Thank you. Your call has been accepted. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the Payphone Podcast with me, Callie. And me, Ava. Pick up the payphone to join our cross-country conversations every Sunday. Giving you relationship advice, fashion tips and tricks, and the struggles of adulting. All before you need to give another quarter. Just a disclaimer, we're not doctors or professionals, so everything we say, take with a grain of salt, as it's just our personal opinions and advice based off our own experiences. Welcome back. Welcome back. Back to Sincerely Big Sis. Sincerely Big Sis. We're going to talk about some deep relationship stuff as we normally do on this week's episode. But something exciting, we have a special guest with us today, (laughs) Emily. Hey guys, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so tell (laughs) tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well... You know, I'm a Scorpio, so that should tell you all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) We love that. Emily is both of our friends. Um, We are friends from high school. We all met, like, through each other. Or at least I was new to the the party. But I met Callie through Emily. Um, I had a class with Emily. That's how we met. And us three have been friends... But all, even though we were all close in high school, we all drifted apart a little bit um, after graduation because we all moved to different cities and mm-hmm. started college and we're all doing very different things in school and then job-wise, we're all just at different points. So we all have different experiences from when we were all the same in high school. Um, and we've reconnected and we're joined here and... For today's episode, we're going to basically kind of play like a question game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually just like a very long list of questions that Emily <laughs> wrote down, but we handpicked a few of them for us to talk about today, um, basically for us to kind of see where we're at relationship-wise, like our opinions on certain relationship things, our experiences, um, because like I said, we've all had different ones. Um not only different from high school, but even when we were in high school, we all had different um, views and experiences of relationships. So um, hopefully you as a listener have something to relate to or whatever we say, maybe you can, I don't know, apply it to your life. (laughs) So um, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Emily's Emily's knitting. Don't call me out like that. You were waving them in the air. I was, I was doing a little dance. Do your little dancey dance. Do your little dancey dance as you're knitting, as you're talking to us on the. I'm trying to learn to knit before. (laughs) I'm trying to learn to knit before Christmas, so I can knit my family members' Christmas sweaters. Oh my god! Can you please knit me one? If I if I actually get it down, I will. Oh my god! I've always wanted like a personal knitted sweater. I'm trying really hard. That's, That's so cute. Wild. I don't have the patience for knitting. I tried for a while. It's <laughs> It's really fun, fun though. It really like takes your mind off of things. It's a great stress reliever. Yeah, yeah. everyone says it's, it's also very meditative. It so. is. It's stress inducing in itself though sometimes. 
but even that stress is better than like life stress <laughs> it's because it's like repetitive and you just keep going mm-hmm. you don't even really have to think about it that much no you don't it's great to like put on a movie put on a podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> so blood. i had to yeah i don't blame you for that one. Oh, anyway though anyway Lovely um fun conversation but we're about to get into some deep conversation <laughs> yeah i mean the first one we have here already just straight jumping into it um what did your last relationship teach you Let's have our guest go first. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'll get well, things and no names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to name names. But um, so luckily this person and I are on good terms still. We're still friends. I actually talked to them today. I needed help with uh, something that I was working on. And I texted them. And they were like, well, duh, you just have to do this. And I was like, thanks. Uh, I feel <laughs> dumb now. But... Anyway, so that last relationship um, was a little bit of a situationship uh, just because I had a not-so-great living situation before I moved to Austin. My downstairs neighbor was, like, really crazy, and she liked to call the cops on me pretty much mm. every single day. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was insane. For what? And for existing, she would bang on the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> She would bang on the ceiling anytime I did my dishes or anytime I did laundry or anytime a uh, goose would walk around. She would text me and be like, it sounds like there's a herd of elephants. And I was like, girl, I am but one cat. tiny bean. <laughs> I know. I was like, he's not even, he was a kitten. So it, he wasn't even a pound yet. Anyway. That's your apartment's fault, not your fault. Like that's the, there's the thin wall. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And I was like, first of all, it's vinyl plank. There's no insulation underneath. Second of all, you're in an apartment complex, and they're really cheap, and they were built in, like, a day. And (laughs) she was saying all this stuff about, like, I moved out here because I didn't want to have to deal with all this noise and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is a college town. You think these apartments are are up to code? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Long story short. Long story short. He and I met on Bumble actually and uh I ended up living with him for like a month because of this neighbor and so um it was very quickly after we met which would not recommend to anybody (laughs) um I know people have stories of where it worked out um I definitely don't think that it put strain on our relationship but it definitely eliminated the period of time where we could set boundaries with each other mm-hmm. and so like there were just none from the start <laughs> and um I also did not really know what boundaries were coming from a family who like had none so I was kind of like going through my with my therapist what boundaries were and I didn't really know what they were until um I was in that relationship and like those boundaries that I didn't know I had were being pushed constantly and then I had to kind of address that and we both realized that we wanted different things, um, boundary-wise, and that's fine. And we talked it mm-hmm. out like normal adults. I and love it that. worked out. I that's know. good. So it taught you to like preach your boundaries from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and communicate them and, and stick to them because you know what you want and you know what's good for you. And if it's hurting your partner to set those boundaries and they're like, Well, these are my needs. And you're like, well, I cannot meet those needs due to my boundaries. You know, it's just not going to work out. And there's there's nothing wrong with right. that. It just means that you're not compatible. 
Mm. That's okay. That happens. There's, what, seven, eight billion people on this planet. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, I don't know, social media, but, like, Hollywood has made it feel like all breakups are, like, just these big, giant, you know, huge things. When in reality, like, Mm -hmm. they can be, like, just things you go through. Because it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, both partners are, like... Mature enough. I guess I could say, like, one little thing piggybacking off of what Emily said. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, the same thing as boundaries. But um, also just, like, communicating what you do want in a relationship mm-hmm. kind of early on. Obviously, like, not on the fir- first date. I'm not, like, I want you to text me 24-7. <laughs> like, oh, or something like yeah. that. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of times when people get into relationships, obviously in the beginning, it's, like, the honeymoon phase or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you're more attracted to the person like physically or just kind of like how you are in a casual sense um or like you know physically but (laughs) once you start dating for like a little while you know sometimes you can be like oh well I wish they did this like oh I wish they put more effort into our dates or oh I wish they texted me more often or something like that or you know I wish that they you know like things like that and if not everyone has it in them to do that like some people are just not very like active on their phone so they don't text their partner very much they're more of like an in-person hangout thing and but not everybody's the same so it's the same thing as like boundaries but the other way around just saying like what you do want so that you don't get disappointed later on and if someone's like I'm not comfortable with hanging out with you every single day of the week but that's what you want, then, yeah. like, they need to find someone else who also wants to hang out with them every single day of the week, you know? Yeah. But I also think that, like, that can be, like, a push-pull because um, I also Yeah, obviously you're not going to get everything you want, but... <laughs> yeah, and, like, they're... Um, yeah, communicating, like, your absolute needs from the beginning, like, that's super mm-hmm. smart. But, like, if needs come up, like, if it's your first relationship and you don't even know, you know, what your needs are, mm-hmm. um, like, having a partner that's, like... Um, willing to like have that conversation and that like meet halfway thing of right exactly I need texts every day but you hate that can we meet halfway with like you know whatever and like you know if they're not able to do that then there you go but I just think it's definitely better to be more um upfront with yeah like don't change yourself right because then if you're just holding it in you throughout like a year-long relationship this whole time that you wish that they did more or something then you're just going to get hurt yeah, you're gonna by yourself because it. when the whole time they could have been like, oh, I'm fine with doing that or fine with making some sort of compromise. Yeah, exactly. You never know if you don't ask. Never know. That's true. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think you have to love yourself before you can love someone else properly? I have some strong opinions about this. And I'm very curious to hear them. Okay. So... This question, I feel like besides body positivity, this is like the most preached about thing on social media, saying you have to love yourself in order to be in a relationship or to love yourself first, blah, 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 things like that. And growing up as a very insecure person, um, like even though I was insecure, then I would be insecure over the fact that I didn't love myself and that I felt like, okay, so the reason why I'm not in a relationship or why no guys seem to like me is because I don't love myself. Um, So I always, you know, assumed that was, like, the reason. 
And then this one day, a couple years ago, I saw a video, I don't know what platform it was on, but someone was basically responding to that, like, concept of loving yourself before you can ever be in a relationship. And someone was like, well, sometimes you need to be loved by someone to see the good things about yourself, which could, like, to get you to love yourself, you know? And then I was like, wow, that's a very interesting point of view because I already came to the conclusion that like no one was ever going to love me if I don't love myself because I found it very hard to love myself. So I was like, well, like, damn, this sucks. Like, so no one's going to love me. But then it's like, no, sometimes like you need someone to show you that love to be like, yeah, I can reciprocate that to myself. And even if you don't fully love every little detail about yourself, I don't think it's fair to be like, then you, that person doesn't deserve to be loved or like that person can't be in a relationship because that's not true at all. And like, like I don't think about a single insecurity usually whenever I'm talking to someone because they just like make me feel appreciated. And it does open up that, like I feel so much more confident about myself and I end up like, so yeah, like, like I'm saying, like being loved by someone else does show me what it is to like love myself. And so I, Honestly, like, I know this is, like, a hot topic or, like, controversial, but I really do hate when people say that you have to love yourself in order, like, to love someone else. Because I personally feel like I love very strongly. Like, the love that I have for my friends or the, like, feelings I've had towards other, you know, guys or whatever has always been very, very strong. And it's almost like (laughs) it should be, like oh, some of that should be for myself. It's more like the love that I should have for myself is more, you know, put on the other person. So, like, that's literally not true for me because I do love those people, but I don't always feel it for myself. So I personally disagree with that statement. I just rambled so much, but that's... Because I love playing devil's advocate. I'm going to, like, <laughs> kind of rebut here. I, 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 I agree with the sense that you have to do anything to be able to love. Like, I, I think that, like, that... I don't think you have to love yourself. I don't think you have to be da-da-da-da to be able to, like, love somebody. That I agree with completely. Um, I do think that this idea of, like... I lose insecurity when, um, like, I'm talking to someone or I'm dating someone. Um, and so because that just creates a lot of codependency and then it creates this cycle of like okay you break up you're not dating the guy every ounce of whatever security you had is like gone and so there needs to be some sense of self to be able to not completely just fall apart after you know like and I'm not saying like you have to love yourself completely you have to be completely like solid because like no but I think that like there has to be some ounce of you that has some like self-respect self-love and like independency on that and like your that mental well-being but like before you really can like get into it because so I feel like that's almost more like you have to have some sort of self-love in order to be okay afterwards but not necessarily you like that you have to love yourself yeah, in order just to like, love someone else. I don't like the else. idea of like you have to do anything to love somebody. I'm just saying like in the sense of like right. Yeah. In order to I like do it healthily like, like in a healthy way. Horrible. I've definitely seen like TikToks of 
people being like, if you aren't obsessed with yourself, like, don't even think about getting in a relationship. No, and it's, it's just like, like what? Unless you have some superiority complex, but, like, is insecure in some form or fashion. So, like, it is... Right. But relying on somebody else to provide you with that security, that's, that's the downfall of that. Right. I realized, after hearing what you're saying, that I whenever I was talking about, like, me specifically, I worded it a little wrong. Like, I didn't mean it in the sense of I am only confident if a boy likes I mean, me. That is not what I meant that. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. Like, I don't think about a single insecurity usually whenever I'm talking to someone. No, no, no. I, okay, I said, I realized that, but that is not what my brain was thinking. So um, I, I do apologize for my words. I meant it in the sense, like, it definitely helps. Like, I definitely feel more confident. Because obviously everyone has, like, some sort of confidence and everybody has their down days and everybody has their good days. And obviously, like I said, I haven't been with anyone, so it's not like... Like, I don't know what I was trying to get out there, but... um, Yeah. I didn't mean that I only see my worth if a guy is talking to me. I just meant I do feel confident when I am talking to a guy and sometimes like I feel okay (laughs) I have less days where I'm hard on myself or like less quote-unquote like bad days because I'm but mainly just because I'm happy and I'm content with what's happening not just oh a boy likes me it's more just that I'm content with what's going on in my life whereas sometimes like when I'm lonely (laughs) or when I don't have anyone in my life even friends not even just guys like then I have more like down days which is normal natural everybody does but I'm just saying some I guess like sometimes happiness like ties in with my confidence I don't know you can't project your insecurities onto someone else because then they're then they'll like run away it'll be mentally taxing on them and and, you don't want that right so in that sense like yeah Yeah. but you know Mm -hmm. Okay, Emily, I'm so sorry I cut you off earlier because I was scared. No, you're good. I completely understand. I if you were going to yeah. forget, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, so happy I would that totally you would have. <laughs> what you said because I, this is something that I also struggled with, Ava, because I always felt really awful about, like, oh, you know, if you're insecure, then, you know, you, there's no way that you can be in a good relationship. And I, I definitely think that Callie's right with it, definitely helps with having healthy relationships, you know, having that self-love and that self-confidence and not being completely insecure. Um, But I also think that, one, you don't have to project that insecurity onto your partner. Um, And two, I saw a lecture with this woman. I don't know what her name is, but she's great. I follow her on TikTok. Um, I think she's a therapist, but she was saying that this is... Um, an example of toxic positivity, saying that you have to love yourself and all of the self-love preach and all that stuff. It's it's extremely toxic um, positivity because it puts the idea into, you know, young developing minds that if you even have a sliver of doubt in your mind that you are not going to be fit for a partner. And so if you even have, you know, bad days where you're thinking, you know, that you're maybe unworthy or like, oh, well, I wish I looked different, you know, 
the world is saying, oh, well, if you have these doubts, you have these thoughts, then you shouldn't even be dating. And like that one video, Ava, that you said that of that girl who's like, if you're not obsessed with yourself, then you shouldn't even be thinking about getting into a relationship. I think that's awful. I think that's very toxic. And I think that's very damaging to people who have struggled with that. Um, but what she was saying was you cannot heal relationship problems outside of the environment of a relationship. So if that insecurity of, you know, needing that validation from a partner comes from broken relationships, whether that be from a partner or your family, wherever it comes from, you have to be in a relationship context to be able to heal that because you can't do that on your own. It's like, it's like trying to fix pottery without pottery supplies. You can't take a pot that is broken to a someone who works with metal and be like fix this pot because you know what's going to happen when you pour that metal on that pot it's going to shatter it's going to explode and it's not going to work out you have to take the pottery that is broken to a potter and you have to fix it with the materials and in the environment that it needs you know and I thought that was really interesting because that was something that I had never heard before and I was like wow that makes a lot of sense because um you know, how are you supposed to see these examples? You're supposed to grow up with them. You're supposed to see them in, you know, your family, your friends, and all that stuff. But if you don't have those examples... And then you're going to social media. Um, yeah, while you're growing up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to social media and seeing all that stuff. And, like, again, reading all this toxic positivity of, like, how you should be. How, you know, what everyone else thinks that you should be. What the world thinks that you should be. Rather than yeah. your truest self. You know, it's it's yeah. it's really hard. To have to to hear that, but that was, yes, yeah. definitely. I and I I hundred percent believe that, but it is it is a lot of what both of you guys said. I think that definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say basically cut everything that I said because what I was trying to say I did not articulate it well, and it's what Emily is trying to say. I basically was talk talking about my insecurities, so basically cut out like a lot of what I said because <laughs> I was you just know, trying to like it, it it set up like the conversation to be mm -hmm. had. You know, mm -hmm. I think it was good. And you also said that you, mm -hmm. you spoke later. But that was good. Okay, have y'all ever been in love? Like in real love? And what made you realize that you were in love with them? The second one's a good, good question. I can answer the second part to that because I feel like it's a little difficult to tell because I haven't been in a really serious relationship as an adult, I would say. Um, You've been in, like, long-term relationships, but I guess you were, all, you were younger. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in, a, like, a three-year on-and-off relationship starting in seventh grade that ended in, like, my sophomore year of high school, and then I went into another relationship that was, like, an, a year long. Um, and I would, I would say, I mean, I definitely said I love you in both of those relationships, um, but I, I think that it's different when you're that age. I think that love means something different to you. Um, but I think that the same thing that I've retained and that I would now seeing how I, or like knowing how I think and how I feel now and how am I trying to say this? Like comparing the two, like knowing how I felt back then and how I feel now, I can I know and can tell that I was in love in those in those situations and it was because I 
was thinking of my like of them and what they would want versus like just what I would want and I think that that's the bare minimum sometimes is not being selfish but it was always including them in my thoughts and plans and actions and would this hurt them would this benefit them like is this nice is this kind is this beneficial you know kind of thinking stuff. like too much of them you mean hmm? do you mean like thinking too much of them and like not enough of yourself no like like in a in a healthy way it was always oh it was okay, always okay. yeah contribute like it was a partnership it was you know what thinking as a team rather than just thinking of yourself and if you value that person enough to take in like their thoughts and feelings and dreams and stuff into consideration i think that that's yeah that's love it's gonna have to be serious you know and i think yeah a lot of that comes with like (laughs) um age which i know that like most people are like uh but like you know like your 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 sense of like (laughs) the world around you doesn't really even develop till you're like in your 20s and so I mean just like legitimately like cognitively speaking and so I think like sometimes with high school relationships or like younger relationships you your like idea of love is like significantly different because for the past you know from ages like 12 to like 17 18 it's only like your brain is only focused on like getting you from point a to point b alive and so like you know like yeah so I I think that a lot of like people's experiences with love I mean you definitely can have them younger but oh yeah well and I think that yeah it's not invalidating you definitely no, like it's it's so always, always so irritating yeah listening to you know older people be like you're so young you don't even know what love is like of course they don't but this is what love is to them now you know mm-hmm. this is the first time they're exactly, experiencing yes. it right yeah, that was really good I like the way you worded that because also, like, when you're younger, you're, like, what you have going on in your life is so simple compared to what it's going to be later on. And so when you're in adult relationships, there are so many other factors that come into your relationship that you have to worry about or that takes can have an effect on love. And, you know, but then when you're in high school, you don't have anything to worry about other than, like, the little, you know, of course, I'm not. Like, everybody has their things, their issues that they deal with. But it's just, you know, it's so, you know, simple in some words. I mean, that's I know that's not an appropriate word to use because I know people go through things. But you just don't I have mean, to deal with those. bottom line, it is more simple, yeah. Right. You just don't have to deal with those adult mm-hmm. life things. There's a, yeah. So, it's yeah, a, it's yeah, just a different really kind of love. To that. Yeah. Puppy love. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet, yeah. and it, it's it just, should be celebrated. Yeah, just definitely not invalidating it. Just of, saying that it's yeah, different. Like you're exper- yes. Yeah, like yeah, no. you can experience love, but, like, it's going to be a whole different experience at any different point of life. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's Well, and it grows and it changes just like you. Right. That's why sometimes people always, like, you hear of high school sweethearts and then they're like 80 years old and they've made it this far. It's like people respect them because they went through all of those changes and had to adapt with their relationship. But then, you know, the couples that get married as soon as they graduate high school and then end up getting divorced two years later. Yeah. It's because they didn't factor in those adult things. 
Because I think we all can attest that 18-year-old us and 21, 22-year-old us are significantly different people. <laughs> Very different people. Yeah. Biggest change. Yeah. For me, it was, like, kind of along the same lines. I think that, like, there was, like, I had experienced both of that, like, that puppy love and then also, um, uh, like, with Gabe specifically, for me, it was, like, um, the adapting of, like, I kind of like which I don't I don't recommend actually but like very very beginning of our relationship I kind of just like I think like for me I just had so many people like leave in my life and so I um like dumped everything like I gave him a thousand and one reasons why this pro this you know just dumped everything and it was hard for him and it you know it took processing and he stayed and like he, you know, was one of the few that with all this, you know, he still chose to work through it and work hard, you know, together. And then also just the fact that, like, we are completely different people and we've had to work through, like, 1,600 obstacles to make it work and we're both still willing. Like, that for me. But but then again, like, if you were to ask me when we first started dating, I would have said something completely different, you know? So I think maybe it kind of involves, mm -hmm. yeah. Because you've grown. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, yeah, I was in love with him specifically when he made, like, the selfless choice of, like, this is going to be difficult, but, like, like, I, you know, love you that much. So the selflessness, I guess. Mm -hmm. Did I ever say that? Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> On a different note, what do y'all struggle with in your relationships? Struggle with most? I feel like I've talked a lot, so. so. Um, I would definitely say, um, and this is going to expose me, I would definitely say that I have a very anxious attachment style, um, just because I have had a lot of people, like, say that they weren't going to leave and then they did and and be like really awful about it um and so I definitely have trust issues and so I think um especially in my relationship now with my partner I think that it's um been a learning experience for me because um he is like you mentioned earlier not one to text every day he doesn't have social media and so he's just kind of like MIA most of the time. And we've had multiple conversations about it, um, of him just being like, yeah, like just, he's going through a lot and um, with his grandparents like being really sick and he's applying for law schools and stuff like that. He's like, I just don't have a whole lot of time, but that doesn't reflect how I feel about you. And um, really getting to that place. And it was a lot of soul searching for me too, just, being like, is this really what I think I need? Or is this a, as a result of, like, my past failed relationships and, like, hurts and things like that? And I I came out of it with his reassurance of him being like, my feelings for you haven't changed. Like, this isn't a reflection on you. This isn't a reflection on our relationship. This is 100% just, like, where I am right now. And it will change in the future. And if you just, if you are unhappy with it that's fine I completely understand but like if you are willing to stay like I promise 
I will have the time to put into this relationship once all this stuff has settled down. And um, it's been hard, definitely, because some days I I feel really sad that I can't just text him and he'll text me back. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I think that... Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. so good that he told you that. that he, so you know that not, it's not like... Because I feel like in that situation, a lot mm-hmm. of people will be like, did yes, I say well, something that wrong? Was going, did I do something wrong? Do they hate yeah, me? Yeah, that was going through my but, head like, constantly. You know that especially because um, he lives in Minnesota now with his parents. Um, it was really hard. It was an adjustment because I did get to talk to him every day before and we were getting to see each other. And then now that he's far away, you know, it's not like I can just drive over and see him. But... Um, yeah, it was it was a lot for a while, but I think that was something that I needed to learn and get over, and this was definitely a lesson that I needed to learn, and um, I've grown, you know, mostly out of the <laughs> anxious attachment, um, and that was something that we talked about, too, like, because he and I went through all of these questions. You guys are getting only a little, bit, a little snippet of the extensive list that I have put together, but... Um, <laughs> yes. This is a great list I mean, to talk about. What's honestly like, because I want to share it. And I was about to say, should we like post them? I think make it's, it all cute and like post yeah. it. I mean, we need to maybe need idea. to go through it and make sure some are <laughs> appropriate. Yeah, no. um, but <laughs> we'll just use the relationship ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, just that that kind of communication, and and it's like you have to understand like that other person's communication style. Um, as well as yours, and then the compromise, you know, and, uh, also know that, you know, he, he as well also has mentioned that he has issues with commitment due to his past relationships, so that's something that we're also working on is, is getting more comfortable with that, and then also the communication and social media things, so. Yeah, it is an ongoing, ongoing thing for sure. Yeah, and long distance always exasperates that anxiousness. Oh, yeah, because you don't know, I mean, you don't know, like, what they're doing 24-7. Like, you can't just, like, go in and check, in up, check up on them, you know. You're two independent people, and learning to be independent in relationships is, is really difficult, especially when you have always been just, like, having that one person, because that was something that I really tended to look for in relationships with someone who was texting me 24-7, always giving that re- reassurance but it wasn't healthy because even though they were giving me that reassurance, I still, I would forget it in like two seconds and need it, need it again. Yeah. So it like forced you to break that codependency. Mm-hmm. Like it forced you to. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it's hard. Like, yeah, it's, that's uh, even like, I never was somebody that like needed, needed constant talking, texting. Like I very much comfortable. And then, you know, the further along gape and I got in long distance, I was like, why aren't you talking to me every second of the day <laughs> like, I don't know you're like I, and like I need it I need it <laughs> exactly so it was like a struggle for me who some like that never really had that before and so to imagine somebody with anxious attachment and then to just yeah Eva what were you gonna say I could see that yeah but that's so good that you talk oh, I was gonna say that's so good that like mm-hmm. you two have talked about it because I feel like honestly the solution to all problems regardless of what type of relationship it is is communication Mm -hmm. and if you two hadn't communicated what 
you struggle with like you said he also struggles with commitment issues and if you didn't know that I mean like you learn so much about each other and you learn how to better your own and with that like we've talked about not I just to clarify for anyone who's like oh my gosh red flag red flag we have talked about how neither of us are seeing other people we have (laughs) had that conversation you know it's it's not like you know we're just we're just taking it slow and that's that's how we're working through his his commitment thing so for any of you people sussing him out it's okay (laughs) i didn't really feel any red flag (laughs) yeah okay yeah. I did not. I've gotten a couple. I've gotten a couple that at all. Uh, <laughs> comments about it. So, just wanted to wanted to make sure. I'm there will be no hate from our comment section. Because <laughs> nothing from the peanut gallery. Only people <laughs> in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be hate. Yeah. yeah. Ava, did you have something? No. Yeah, I no. was just gonna say yeah. Commun- I mean, like you said perfectly. Like communication. I'm like. It's funny because I have a, I don't know, you mentioned, like, attachment style, and I have, I don't know if I told you this, Ava, but I would love to have one of these podcasts be about attachment styles. I think they're, like, one of the most important things. But, um, like, mine is disorganized, fearful, avoidant, (laughs) which is, like, the hardest, like, it is, it's, it's very much described as, like, hot and cold, and so, like, if you know me, I either don't tell you about anything or I tell you about everything, and you're sick of it, and so, um, yeah, and, <laughs> that is so true, and, and, like, the thing is, is like, but I, I, I don't always stay that way with, you know, the same person, so, like, for, like, example, like, Ava, like, I, you know, one every few months, I could just, like, trauma dump, or, like, you know, just, like, overshare, and then the next, like, I'm not gonna say anything, and, like, I'm not gonna text much, and not whatever, and, like, I've kind of found that in a cycle with, like, a few of my, like, main relationships, and so, which I didn't even notice, honestly, till recently, and so, like, for me, like, communication is really hard, because I'll overshare, and then I'll be, like, oh my god, and then I will just, like, recluse, and, like, it's just, like, burn, 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 and so, in the, like, I just overshared I'm not gonna say anything point in time I'm like letting these things build and then I explode um and not not even sometimes explode like with it was dumped not exploded yes and like because I like held it in because for whatever reason and so the same thing like I noticed with Gabe is like he's constantly having to be like I can tell something is bothering you bothering you if you don't talk about it we're gonna get a fight over nothing you know a few weeks from now and so um like that for me like my struggle is communication no no, no. I was gonna say that about communication mm-hmm. is like everyone says it's so important but so many people at the same time are so afraid of com- I mean conversation so afraid of admitting how they feel whether mm-hmm. it's a good like thing that they're saying or a bad thing or whatever and I completely understand like why you would be afraid because yeah. you're afraid of the outcome or like how they're going to react or something but truly, like, nothing's going to come of anything. Like, you're doing more harm not communicating yes. than you would be. Like, yeah, maybe, I don't know, whatever conversation it would be, it might start a fight. And nobody wants to fight, obviously. But you're actually doing more harm to yourself and to the other person if you're not communicating how you feel. And so, in the sense of, I actually don't know my own attachment style. I haven't, I don't even know the different types. So There's a quiz you can take. Um, we should talk about I love that kind of stuff, so I am definitely going <laughs> yes, to do that. But <laughs> figure what, uh, what it is. But 
like for yours specifically, Callie, how you said sometimes you feel like you overshare and sometimes you feel like you don't or like you hold back. Mm-hmm. For me, if I was with someone that that was that way, because I am an oversharer and I share every detail about my life to everyone. Both of you know that. But <laughs> so when someone is talking to me about their life, I never, ever feel like they're oversharing. So, Callie, if you felt like you were oversharing to me, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like you have overshared to me yeah. ever. But then whenever you retract, like you hold yourself back, I feel like I have to pull it out of you. And then I, that makes me feel like I'm annoying you or that I'm being too like involved in your life. Which is why so then, yes, attachment styles are so important because like, I think I'm going to take a guess. Yours just, just, yours sounds very like anxious, anxious attachment. And so like, I would assume by what like Emily was saying, I like related to that a little more. <laughs> yeah. Because like, and yeah. then like those anxious and then somebody with detachment or avoidant, so like they kind of avoid that you know the hard stuff like that is like a really like that's something that you have to know about each other and like work mm-hmm. through together because it's literally not going to work if you right. because one is going to be anxious that like they don't like them and the other one's going to be like anxious that they said too much and it's just like this back and forth until right. you like open the wound and clean it i feel like with you and i the reason why it works is because if i feel like not that you're distant, but if I feel like there's more that I don't know, I force you to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Callie, just, you know, I'm not going to judge you. Like, yeah, just say it. <laughs> just, just spit it out. Yeah. And it works. I have one last thing to say on that. Um, and it kind of goes off of just the conflict that you mentioned with Gabe. Like, if you don't say it, then you guys are going to have a fight over nothing. Um, one thing that I always told my parents, because I often had to be a mediator, Um, in their (laughs) arguments was that all conflict comes from either a lack of communication or uh, selfishness. Mm. And so either there is some sort of, like, miscommunication um, or someone is being selfish. And there's there's hardly any any, uh, deviation from that. Right. Everything stems from those two. Yes, as long as you're communicating and being selfless, um, then you'll be a-okay. Just rip the band-aid off. Tell them how you feel. Yeah, just rip yeah, it off. It's because easier. avoiding conflict, it is, it's very easy to avoid conflict. I'm mm-hmm. definitely a person that I would say I'm pretty non-confrontational um, in an aggressive way. But if something needs to be said, I'm, I'm not going to be shy about bringing it up. I'm going to be like, listen, <laughs> this is making me have heartburn i need to address this <laughs> i'm like that's so nice that's a skill like that yeah, yeah therapy okay after a fight do you prefer an immediate resolution or time to cool off and come back to it later i think you know if you're thinking about like a huge blowout argument and everyone and they're like just like then just leave and then they like you know they leave and then that's their breakup or whatever and then they all cry because they're sad about it or whatever. Like, that's not going to solve any problem. You need to take your time. Because also, when you're in the heat of the moment and you're arguing, you're just so upset and your adrenaline is running like crazy, you're going to say something that you don't mean. Or you're going to say something that... And it's going to come off the wrong way and it's not going to be the way you meant it because you're just screaming or you're just crying or whatever. And it's just going to do more harm than good and you're not going to have a clear resolution um and so if you have time to cool off 
then you can come back or you can, you know, collect your thoughts, think about what was said during the argument um, and what you wish that they said or because everybody wishes they said something different after like some sort of confrontation and or take back something that they said. But then if you just like leave in a rush or if it just ends in a bah, then you're not gonna like resolve any issue. And then there was like no point of screaming and yelling. But if you have the time to cool off, collect your thoughts and come back and be like, listen, I said this, but, and I realized it could have come off in a different way. I meant it this way. Or, hey, during our argument, you said this, and this is how I feel about it. And you can just have like a conversation. Hopefully it doesn't lead to another fight. But if you cool off and come back to it later, then you have your thoughts finalized. And it's not just an in the moment, you're put on the spot and you you have to answer it right now kind of thing. Yeah. I think I, I might have read it differently. I just, like, I was thinking like, if you get in a big, like, big fight, do you literally sit through it and, like, don't do anything else until you're at the resolution? Or are you in the middle of a fight and you're like, okay, we need to step back and we'll come back? Is that, is that like, basically... Well, I think it could be like, either one, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think it's it, uh, it's up to the person. Yeah, I guess, like, the relationship for sure. itself. For me, personally, I... Mm-hmm. I get very, like, clouded by, like, the moment and not say things I I don't mean because I don't know if I, like, believe in that. But I'll definitely say things, like, I'm not very eloquent. And so if I can kind of sit back and, like, think about – I'm also, like, a verbal processor. So, like, if I sit back, kind of talk to myself in the shower a little bit, I've got my my thoughts figured out, you know. But if – we're just like going and sitting and for hours and hours trying to figure out, you know, how to come to a resolution without getting anywhere. I, like my mind's going to be like one track. But if I can kind of like step back and like untangle the mess and be like, okay, you're, you're right. I'm wrong. Whatever, whatever. Then, right. Like, that's okay. So like, let's say this is a totally hypothetical situation. This is not true at all, but I'm just making this up. But let's say I like had this problem with, you or something mm-hmm. and I told you about it yeah. would you prefer to be like okay I'm hearing what you're saying let me think about it and then I'll come back and respond or would you re- so you're saying you would rather that yes. than like talk about it right now yeah and deal with for it sure yeah my therapist needs to hear about it first before I- <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for real, like, that helps. But, like, mainly, yeah, for me, it's kind of, like... And a part of that, like... I feel like it's also situational. It depends what yeah. the what the fight is. If it is something small, like... Yeah, you can just get it out of Hey, it. like, whatever. Then you can just talk about it then. But if it's, like, an ongoing thing and that person was, like, totally blindsided by what it was, then you might need some time. Yeah, it's, like, the difference of, like, hey, you didn't take the trash out today. That's annoying. And, like, hey, I didn't like when I – or, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like – When you did this a week ago and it was, like, something Or even, like, (laughs) yeah, just, like – yeah, a few months ago um, I saw this in your phone and it was concerning and now I'm frustrated about it months later because I didn't communicate and yeah the difference so if okay in the other perspective like flip-flopped perspective if you had a problem with someone and you talk to them about it would you prefer it be resolved then or would you be okay if they were like i need time 
to like process my anxiety wants to say right then but my like logical thinking is like well of course I want them to think over what they're about to say because you know you don't want anyone to come at you if I'm like if I came to you and I'm like hey Ava this thing you're doing is annoying like you know maybe I chose the wrong words or whatever but I would much rather you be like hey I need to think about it and then like come back and we can have like a like civil argument then you be like okay let's resolve this right now and like the like Mm -hmm. claws come out you know so I think like my anxiety is like I want it done like now so it's fine and it's gone (laughs) But I think logically, like, no. I think you should sit back. Or not should. I shouldn't use should. Everyone's different. No, it's okay. I should. Is it important for you to like, or is it, por- is it important for, you. for your parents to like your partner? Is it important to you for your parents to like your partner? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally... It's, it's about 60-40, because while it is really nice for your parents to accept, or for your family to accept um, your partner, it's not a, a deal breaker, in my opinion, because it's not their decision. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh? <laughs> I, yeah, no, I agree. There, I, to me, it's, I mean, of course, I don't, again, like, it could be, I could change my mind on this in the future. So this isn't set in stone. But like my family's opinion, I am very close with my family and I value their opinion a lot. And I know that love tends to blind us a lot. Um, and so sometimes you don't always see like the flaws or the faults in someone or in the relationship, but those around you will. And sometimes your friends are afraid to tell you, hey, this is not so great, but your family, they're going to be honest with you and they're going to tell you, this dude is not good for you. And so if it was a situation like that, I would really, of course it hurts. And, and at the same time, same time, it, like Emily said, like, yeah, it's, it's they're not their relationship. They don't know everything that goes down. It's my relationship. But I do like really value their opinion. And so I would personally, like it would hurt me a lot if my parents did not like who I was with. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not a deal breaker for me though. I like yeah I I and maybe even like above my parents like I value my siblings like my families you know um like how did I exactly word it like I yeah if they like them you know I value that a lot and um I think somebody for me I'm so close and in constant communication with my like family that if I had a partner that wasn't close with them or that didn't like them then like that I don't even know if that would work but um it at the end of the day for me it, it just like especially parents like it's not their decision and right especially like if it has been like a like something that is has proven itself to be healthy and like long term like you know whatever but it's hard like that's yeah. really hard it is that's hard anyway yeah. I guess we can very briefly end on a quick note do you believe in love at first sight? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> not to be pessimistic. I believe in lust at first sight. Amen. Yeah, I think that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And it's just Christians that mix it up. Mm. They're like, oh, lust at first sight? Yes, God is telling me to marry her. Right. No. You see her from across the room and you say, that's my wife. That's right. Freaky. You just saw her titties. Right, you just... <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, she's an ex-felon, Brian. Like, jeez. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. You didn't love her at first sight. Yeah. No. Mm. Brian's my stepdad's name. I hope you weren't adding my um, mom or anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Is your mom an ex-felon? <laughs> no. No. Are you sure? Not that I know of. <laughs> not that I know. Ooh. Hi, buds. Goose has come to say hello. Goose. For those just listening and not watching, Goose is Emily's cat and he's very cute and we love him. Okay, you may continue now. Yes, oh, it's oh super Please, I know. Bloody. You can just see his eyes. Oh, his, oh. <laughs> Isn't he precious? He's I was about to say you choose your <laughs> headphones, but... Yeah, I know. Well, and also, I don't know if you can see it, but he scratched the <gasps> oh heck God, out of my tummy. At your up, birthday yeah. party, Ava, she had, like, awful, like, not scratches, like, cuts up and down her arm. And I, like, kind of was, like, eyeballing it. And I said, you yeah, have no. a cat, right? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's what this is? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, no. good. I was concerned for a little bit. He's getting better, and these are all, like, I don't have any fresh ones other than the one in my stomach, and that one was just because I was holding him and he got spooked, so. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a phase, um, like, when cats are younger, unless they're just, like, yeah, those, like, really mean yeah. cats that you can't even walk by them or without them, like, attacking. Goose, look at me. I want to take a picture of you. Goose! 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 Oh, it's stuck to me. Okay. Goose! Goose! Okay, Child, yes. turn this way. Oh, he can't hear us because we're in Emily's earphone. Oh, that's true. Do you think she unplugged us? No. Goose. Goose. <laughs> Cats have really good hearing, though, right? Or is that just dogs? I don't know. Oh my gosh, can you get him to look at me, please? <laughs> Mood. There you go. Hi, buddy. <laughs> squint, squint. Wait, what are we doing? Oh, <gasps> she just. Oh. My, I'm obsessed. Hi, it's me again. So Emily just pulled out the cutest cat sweater. The next few noises coming out of the girls is simply admiration for how handsome Goose looks. <gasps> He's <Emily>. not happy. <laughs> you, uh... <gasps> Stop. He's so mad at me. <laughs> Wait, it also glows in the dark. Hold on. His sweater. I'm There's dead. Hold him up again. Where is it? There it is. You might not be able to see it, but. Oh, that is precious. But it has little bats and skulls. Freaking bats. It's freaking bats. It's a turtleneck. <laughs> it's a turtleneck. Goose and Fatty have matching ones. Fatty? Is that the other cat's name? Yes. <laughs> I freaking love that. She's precious. She's not that fat. She's just small and dense. <laughs> small and dense. Okay. That's the best they come. For the sake of. Anyway. I kind of think this Same. is like our best episode. Same. This was really good. We both, we both, we all had a lot of good things to say, different perspectives, and just the we topics. We both had good things, things to, say. to say. Only me and you, Ava. I, whenever I was thinking both, I was actually thinking both. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no, I like, I definitely. I'm actually really overthinking everything. Anxious attachment. Anxious attachment. No. Attachment. <laughs> no. <laughs>
what do you need from us so that you feel Because sometimes when I talk, I feel feel like my brain doesn't really connect with my mouth a lot. So I'll say things and then I'll hear it back and be like, that is not what I meant at all. And like, that's not what was going through my head. I just don't articulate Honestly, I think the more I've had to like listen to us talk, the more I've been like very consciously aware of what's coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) Callie, if you say like or um one more time, I'm, I'm like... Oof. Oh my gosh, I know. It's rough. I wish I never said that. I feel like I feel like I yes. sound so dumb when I talk, but then in my brain Yeah, I don't think anybody thinks they're dumb. Dumb. Though. Well. Gee thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like like nobody thinks like in their head they don't hear like, their voice and they're like, this is gonna sound dumb and then they say it. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're anxious... I, I know, I, I wasn't serious. I was joking, but I was saying, like, oh, I feel like I'm... Like, I don't know that I'm... It's like... I was joking as in if you were saying, like, yeah, like, of course you don't know that you're dumb. Oh, but, like, you are no. dumb because you don't realize you're dumb. <laughs> Nobody that's dumb realizes they're dumb. Um. <laughs> okay, so... We don't have any recommendations this week. Um, but... With that, we're opening the floor to you guys. So if you have any recommendations that you want to give a shout out to, um, DM us on Instagram and we'll be posting all of your recommendations so that everyone can yeah. see. Um, and yeah, this was a this was a really good episode, I feel like. Yeah, I feel really solid about it. I loved having Emily as a guest. I love having guests. Yes, yes thank you guys for having me. Anytime. Very interesting to hear everyone's perspectives. And getting a little update of each other's lives, too. Also, I love hanging out with you guys. Oh, I know. I miss you. <laughs> when I'm home, we need to get together. We're all going to have to yes. connect. Yes, oh my god. We're at very, three very different points of Texas, but we yeah. can make bye it Bye, guys. We loved having y'all. And bye. we will see y'all next week. Bye. Everyone say bye to And Kelly. if you want to be on a future episode. Yeah, DM us, email us. Let us know. We want to talk to some of you guys, too. Comment on our thing. Um, if you had already, you know, said something on one of our stories, uh, we definitely have, are taking your name into consideration. But um, if anyone else, if you haven't said anything to us before, um, yeah, let us know. Or have any topics you want us yeah, to touch on. Yeah, topics, mm-hmm, for sure. If you don't necessarily want to be on the podcast, but you're curious yeah, about Yeah, if you something. have questions. <laughs> yeah, things like that. But yeah. Okay. All right. We had Bye. fun. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.